Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our show this evening. Um, real quick, before I get on with our special guests this evening, next week we'll have another show on the 30th. So I know they've been kind of scattered out, but I just want to let everybody know, and after that we'll be regular every week. But tonight I want to go ahead and get to our special guest because she is so funny, and I love talking to her. Her name is Kyra Jacobs. Welcome, Kyra. Hello. How are you? I am doing so well. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to have you. And I'm going to jump right into this because I have started reading your book, but of course I'm not done. I tried to, but I couldn't get done before the show. So I want you to tell everybody about Her Unexpected Detour, what it's about. Well, okay, but I'll try not to put any spoilers in since you haven't gotten through it. But I'm so excited to hear that you started it. That's awesome. Um, Her Unexpected Detour is it, it's a very heartwarming, sweet, contemporary romance. Uh, you've got Kayla Daniels, who's a Fort Wayne, Indiana native. Hmm, where did I come up with that? Oh, I'm a <laughs> Fort Wayne native. Uh, and she is just a workaholic. She's had, um, she's lost her mother to ovarian cancer. Oops, spoiler. Um, several years back. And so she just works, work, 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 work. And she's all geared into work because if you're working, you can't get hurt emotionally. And uh, something goes awry at work and she finds herself uh, suspended without pay for a week unfairly. So she jumps in the car and drives three hours north to visit her brother up at Central Michigan University in Mount Pleasant. And along the way hits bad weather and literally hits our hero, Brent Masterson, who has also suffered um, family loss. And he also is a complete workaholic. And he and Kayla were so much fun to write. I was I was really sad when this um And so I'm totally excited at the prospect of writing a series so I can keep bringing them back because they were just near and dear to my heart. Well, that was one of my questions I was going to ask. I assumed when I started reading that this might turn into a series. Yes, that is the plan right now. You know, things always kind of fluctuate in publishing, but that is the plan. I've had uh, quite a few reviews asking when they get Miles' story, who is Brent's cousin. He's the playboy. And Ruby is the innkeeper at the Checkerberry Inn, and she is just a hoot. But she's the meddling, hopeless, romantic grandmother who is very witty and very sneaky with her matchmaking. So I, she might even get a story, too. We will just have to wait and see. Oh, wow. Well, are these going to be where um, you can read them standalone? You know, I think probably. Uh, the books that I have written in the past pretty much are, you know, if you haven't read the first, it's not going to ruin the second. Um, but they will be playing off. We will continue to add in new characters, and they'll be feeding back on um, the earlier stories. So, you know, you can probably read them alone, but it's a lot more fun if you go with the whole series. You know that. Well, I think so, too, yeah. I like reading, reading series in order, but you know how it is sometimes where you can't get the first one, but you're dying to read it, so you kind of skip the first <laughs> sure. one and come back. And Oh, yeah. So it can be kind of interesting to say, oh, so that's where that came from. Yes, I've done that with several series now. And, and you know, once you find 
a book that you love and you find out that it's in a series, it's almost kind of like a bonus because then you're like, oh, I can go back to the beginning and I can start and, and I can see where these char- characters came from and how they developed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to definitely continue on the series. Very excited about that. Oh, well, good. I hope it works out. You'll have to keep us posted because definitely when you have another book come out, we will have you back on the show to talk about it. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Now, can you tell us the inspiration for this particular book? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Can you, can you tell us what your inspiration was for this particular book? You, you know, um, this was one of the slowest to develop novels I have written. Uh, I actually started this as a nano book a couple of years back, and I kind of had a scene where pop in my mind. That's usually how my inspiration goes. I, I have one scene pop in my mind and, and I kind of, you know, if you picture Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise kind of coming down on the wire and he's looking around and scoping it out, that's kind of what I do when I get these little flickers in my mind. And, and so I'm kind of scoping it out, figuring out, okay, who's in the scene? Where are they going? Where did they come from? And I, I had pictured her in that first scene in the diner and she's all frazzled that um, you know, something bad happened at work. And originally the story was more about her trying to escape a, um, a bunch of negative Nellies at work. And, and honestly, the original title, the original working title was Escaping Eeyore because I just, I just pictured her struggling at work to stay positive, and Kayla's a very positive person. Um, but, you know, I had a couple of beta readers go, really, Eeyore. I mean, some people love the title, but others were like, it sounds like Winnie the Pooh's cat. Well, who's, in the, who's the next, you know, cast of characters? Is Rabbit getting a story? Is it Owl? I'm like, okay, okay, we're changing <laughs> the it. title. Not going to work. Um, so that that was a big part of the inspiration of the book. And then I was able to draw um, some inspiration off some things that have happened in my family over the years for some of the, the deeper emotional parts in the book. And I've had some wonderful reviewers really pick up on that this is a sweet romance, but it's not all fluff. There there are some deep emotional things in there that, um, as an author, I, I kind of went into the darker recesses of my heart to to pull from some of those emotions. And, you know, it's, it's not a dark and dismal story by any stretch but there's some when I say it's a heartfelt story it, it really it did I, I dug deep for this one so I'm glad you did that because I like it when I mean yeah some, sometimes you want a nice fluff book you know just for something fun to read but then I think like myself a lot of readers also want meaning behind the mm-hmm. plot and the story that there's something else besides just the romantic story going through that there's something else that that you can relate to sure now what's next now we know you want to make this into a series but what are you actually working on now or or are you working well, on anything right now oh yes oh yes i you know one of the things you learn early on as an author and you know that you you cannot sit around and wait for the next email to come they'll go crazy waiting for book offers and whatnot so you just keep writing and oh absolutely keep writing and writing yeah, so while I was waiting for um, the, her unexpected detour to get picked up and then to um, come out, I started toying uh, with the third book in my hometown heroes romantic suspense series, and I, you know, I just 
I love the story, but it just wasn't feeling right, so I set it aside because I'm like, I'm not going to force it because the worst thing for me that I can do is force it because then the book you can tell in the reading. So I set it aside, and I came back. Yeah, and I came back, and all of a sudden I had another thought, and this one involved a dragon. And I'm like, what the heck is that? No, 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 we're not going there. I don't know what that is. I've been watching too many Game of Thrones shows. Stop. And I tried not to do anything with it. And for a week, this dragon was like, knock, 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 you know, driving me crazy. So I finally said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and start typing. And like 35 days later, I had an entire first draft of a fantasy romance paranormal dragon shifters wizards which is i love this story it's called dragons among them and i just got picked up by sam hain i know i'm pronouncing that wrong but i can't pronounce it either way but i just sam sam hunt sam hunt i think is how you i say it wrong too don always has to get on (laughs) as long as you know what i'm talking about we're good and i probably they're just that's exactly right you can't pronounce it (laughs) you were done uh, no, I'm so, so excited um, to be with them. And, and so I've got three books slated to come out in 2016 in this Yay. new series. And I'm so excited. I'm also writing like a banshee right now to get books two and three done. Uh, but it, it's my beta readers were, you know, they kind of looked at me funny, like, you want us to read what? Because, you know, I just went from romantic suspense <laughs> to contemporary, and they're like, dragons, really? Um, all of them came back. First thing they said was, where's the second book? We loved it. It's not something we would have picked up off the shelf, but we loved it. And beca- and it's my it's my writing voice. You know, it's the same kind of characters that I tend to put in there, but I was able to create this whole different world and, and really just, go off the cuff and it was so liberating you know uh, my other stories have you know I'm getting on Google Maps and I'm like okay how many miles is it from this location to this location this was all in my head so it was so it was so cool to just picture okay this part of the country is this and this part of the country is that and I, I was making all these notes and I can you tell I'm a little excited about this book <laughs> I'm excited for you because this is all I didn't know about this. Um, so I'm yeah. excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you. But, of course, of that course, means- I am not going to abandon the Checkerberry. Not going to happen. I've already got book two of that I'm drafted. I'm working with my editor to kind of, you know, tweak up some of the, the plot points. And I've I've already got book three sketched out and possibly even book four. So there will definitely not be, you know, if it's up to me, there will be more Checkerberry books, so don't don't panic there. You're going to be <laughs> so busy. You're just going to oh. – I'll never get you back on the show. You'll be cranking out books left and right. I I will. My poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always – I'm I'm the mom at soccer practice who's like, hi, honey, and then I roll all the windows up, and I, I get out. I get in the back seat. I get my laptop out, and I start typing. And the other parents pull up, and they're looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> nice outside. Why are you sitting in your truck? <laughs> it is. But, hey, I'm there, so all good. That's right. That's all that counts. Now, you, right. you mentioned Nano, and I was going to ask, do you still try to do 
at least, you know, every year, once every other year, try to do a book through Nano still? No. <laughs> um, I don't blame I, you. I think. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? It was a fantastic experience. And, and for me, I actually, I've finished, I've been through it two or three times now. The last time I tried, um, I had a family member get very, very sick a week in, and and, and I started to stress about it a little bit because, you know, you put your numbers in, and it gives you that little graph, and it shows you your progress, and I'm right. like, oh, my gosh, stop beating myself up. Stop. Just, you know what, this is this is a personal goal thing. It's not like somebody's going to come drop a hammer on me at the end of the month and say, you failed. This is this is a personal growth tool, and Nano is fantastic for that because it forces you to keep writing. You know, stop overthinking, right. just write. And so what I've tried to do instead of join in, I encourage new authors to try it. Um, and in our local writers group, we, we try to do something the month ahead um, and just kind of review, you know, are you a plotter or are you a pantser? And you can't go into Nano with, oh, I've got kind of an idea, you can't do that. You'll kill yourself because you've only got 30 days to crank out 50,000 words. But right. what I did learn through that is to not overthink, which I still struggle with every time I sit down, but, um, you know, push yourself forward. And I'm a total nerd. I work with computers um, in my day job. So I have spreadsheets that still show me my little graph and it shows me, okay, I've how many words today? Oh, I'm a thousand words over or I'm eight hundred words under and oh, I better, you know, kick it into year tomorrow. So I, I try to track my progress, you know, all throughout the year, not just the month of right. November. Well I did it well I, I lie. I did it once and finished a book and then I tried it last year and, and my mm-hmm. kids got sick and I was I, I was uh. in a pain, but I was like, Oh God. So I I admitted I was bad. I, I just stopped. I was like, there's no way I'm yeah. gonna catch up, and I'm not gonna put pressure on myself to try to to try to get it done. So I still have that part right. going, but I was like, I can't, I can't do nano, especially with trying to work. And then you got the kids, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, Absolutely. I did it once. That was my, I did it once, and I did it, and, and I'm happy with that. Yes, and and you learned from it, and and you also learned to set realistic goals. And I think one of the things I hear at our local writer group, um, I've got a couple. Um, individuals who they come each month and and we meet I think nine months of the year we take the summer off and we take December off but they'll come in and be like oh the story's really coming along now and and you know someday I'm gonna finish this book someday and I have heard you know you go to these seminars and for for all sorts of different careers someday is not on the calendar it's not right. And and so if you if you start any project, I don't care if it's remodeling or landscaping or you know working out and training for a 5K, if your goal is someday, you may not ever reach it because someday isn't a tangible thing that you can wrap your mind around. It's just it's out there. And so if if you're going to get serious about it, I don't care how bad the draft is, set a deadline. And 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 life happens. You know, again, both of us, you you and I both, we, you know, we had family members get sick. And we realized that that goal that we had originally set needed to be adjusted. Cool. You know, it's not, oh, what you wanted, but life happens. And instead of stress right. about it and fret about it and beat yourself up about it, you move the goal. 
okay, that goal didn't work. I'm setting a new one. And you know what? If life happens again, set a new one. But at least you're setting one and you're giving yourself something tangible to work towards. And that's exactly. the biggest lesson in nano, in my mind. I'll get off my I, I agree with you. No, no, you were good. I loved it because I was going to ask you if you had any tips, and that just worked right in because I, I thought it was wonderful because you do learn from Nano, and, and there are, not everybody, but, you know, there are some out there that just keep saying, oh, well, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and they mm-hmm. either never do or they wait till it's too late, so to speak. And, yes. you know, I, I kept saying the same thing, and finally – um, Donna, of course, you know, um, she, she helped me. I was like, okay, I'm taking the whole November off. You know, I'll work during the morning and then the rest of the time I'll write. I won't just work all day mm-hmm. like I normally do. And I'm glad I did it because it did force me to learn how to be better organized, doing my time wisely. And I'm still doing that today. You know, I still organize and everything, so I'm not working all day long. But I think it helped in other ways just in writing. It helps you really get yourself organized. Oh, absolutely. Now, this is my funnest question I always love to ask. Everybody has a writing place in their house or writing cave, editing cave, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what yours is, but do you have that spot in your house? And if you do, where is it? <laughs> you know, I had a feeling this question would come up. And I got to tell you, I'm like I'm like the gypsy writer. I wander. um I kind of, I have, thank God I have a laptop. Um, I unplug and I sit wherever the the chair is calling. And, and I, I have been known, I'll go sit in my, my son's room at his desk. This is my old desk. We gave it to him. You know, I'll sit. My actual writing nook is a corner in my bedroom. It's It's got, you know, my little desk and my bookshelf with my favorite authors on it and it's it's got you know pictures of the kids and and my awesome mug I got from Entangled when when I signed with them it says professional author at work I love that mug um but, but <laughs> if if I know I'm sitting here and and my thoughts are scrambled I know before I even open my manuscript I gotta move because I need to go where I'm not thinking about something else I need to go where I can focus and if that's the living room with my legs curled up under me and a pillow behind my back or if it's the back porch with, you know, the nice breeze blowing over me and I'm squinting at my screen the whole time. Wherever that muse is guiding me is where I go. So I'm kind of cheating that, that answer, answer a little. No, no, I love that answer. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all the other authors I've ever had are going to kill me, but that's <laughs> this isn't the right word, but original. That's original. <laughs> I mean, everybody just says, like, you know, they have their own office or it's their living room. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you pretty much go anywhere. And that. And honestly, I'm sure that's how most writers are that don't have a set, you know, a set place in there. Because right. I, I wouldn't have a set place either. It would have to be wherever I felt comfortable and I would have to move around. I'm not yeah. special enough to have my own office, so. <laughs> Yeah, me either. <laughs> Until the kids move out, then I could I might have my own my own room. Exactly, I'm with you there. <laughs> now, when you are moving around writing, do you have any um, like special snacks or habits that you you find that you do while you're writing? Well, you know, I, I I'm a sweet and salty kind of gal. I'm either chewing on something sweet or something salty. <laughs> so 
COVID and that shit. I probably have a bowl of ice cream, which does not help me write. Because then, you know, you don't stop getting to do it. It's not advantageous. Right. So, you know, that's kind of one of those, maybe if I write for an hour, then I can grant myself a bowl so I can go back and reread what I wrote. Um, there you go. I, I know a lot of authors will, will talk. I've seen in the back of books where they're like, oh, you know, this novel was inspired by this music. And, and I get that. And when I'm not writing, I can totally understand that. Like my dragon book, you're going to laugh at me, but Maroon 5's Animal. Oh, yeah. That, that oh, I love song that totally. Song. Yes. And so I'm going to have to, like, assign the rights over to them now <clears throat> when that book comes out. But every time <laughs> that came on, I was like, oh, it's the dragon, you know. But I cannot write and hear noise. And having two very active young boys in our house, that makes it difficult. So I either have to, oh, you yes. know, shoo them outside or I have to wait till they're in bed and hope they stay in bed. <laughs> but exactly. I, I can't, or stay I can't outside. write the noise, yeah, which never happens because they're outside for five minutes and then they're in, out, in, out, ah, ah, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, it's all good. It's all good. No, okay, now that this, you're going to laugh at this, but when you have time, when you're not going to practices or uh-huh. or what have you, what hobbies do you try to squeeze in? Oh, gosh, that squeeze in. There's the key words there. Uh, That's right. Once upon a time when I had time, you're right. Um, no, I I love to landscape. I love to garden. Before I was writing, uh, I, I, I used to... I, I, I'll tell you my crazy story. At our last house, it was our, our first, you know, actual, we owned it, not a rental. And I was so excited because the guy before us that had lived there, it was a bachelor. He didn't do anything with the yard. And so I had this, like, blank slate to work with. And I was like, oh, so I'm out there planting and digging and designing. And the neighbors didn't know my name. And they came over one day and they're like, hey, Martha. And I'm going, what? Where'd you get that from? And they're like, well, you're Martha Stewart on our street. <laughs> and this is before, you know, she had her little her little thing. Right. But I was like, oh, I'm so flattered. So the whole neighborhood called me Martha. I'm like, oh, that's great. So when I moved here, nobody knew that. And uh, so I had to work extra hard to, you know, get this yard in shape. But I love to landscape. I love uh, flowers and annuals, perennials. I love all of that. And I was able to incorporate that in her unexpected detour. I love flowers. Um, I try to golf. I am not very good, uh, and I, I'm not even going to tell you scores. I can keep it under 100 on a good day. We'll go with that. Um, oh, my, kids are, <laughs> my kids are huge into soccer. I love kicking the ball around, but don't make me actually dribble or I'll, you know, trip all over the place. Um, <laughs> I think of what else. I love to read. I mean, you know, most readers, most writers love to read. But that right. whole time crunch thing, it, it's very hard to do that. So, yeah, that's it. I, I don't like to cook. <laughs> I don't like to clean. So, you know, if you come visit, <laughs> outside and, and, and it looks clean. And <laughs> right. So I'm not really good Martha. I'm not. I'm like anti-Martha. But, uh, yeah, you're flowers. good outside Martha. You're a good outside exactly. Martha, but not the inside Martha. <laughs> I, and, and there's a running joke in my house. I mean, I mean, my the inside doesn't look that bad. Don't get me wrong, but if the plant comes inside, I kill it. If I keep it outside, oh it thrives. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but outside green thumb, inside black thumb, probably not a good combination. But that's me. 
hey, what works works. <laughs> that's all, that's all you can do. The outside looks wonderful. Hey, that's all that matters. That's right. That's what everybody sees, right? Curb appeal. That's right. That's right. Now tell everybody, and I know you're going to say the normal, you know, Amazon, blah, blah, but where can everybody buy a copy of Her Unexpected Detour? Well, actually, the best place to go look, if you go on my website, which is uh, com, uh, and go to my novels page, it'll list a link to take you back to Entangle. And they have all the links listed, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Kobo. Um, there's a couple other ones. Or you just Google it because Lord knows you Google and it's everywhere. But uh, they, right now it's ebook and print-on-demand. You won't necessarily find it on the shelf in your local store. But, hey, that'd be really cool if you could do that for me. So <clears throat> I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> but, uh, there you go. Someday. <laughs> so right now, it yeah, will happen someday. <laughs> there you go. Oh wait, wait. I can't say someday. I oh, I'm gonna, I'm contradicting That's true. myself. Uh, yeah, you are. You 2017. Are. We'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, do you have any upcoming upcoming appearances that people can can come see you? Yes. Uh, we again, we have our local writers group. So if you're in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area. Uh, once a month, again, not the summer and not December, we have a local writers group that meets the third Tuesday of the month, and we sit over by Starbucks, and we share uh, publishing stories, good, bad, also, you know, writing tips, and we try to talk over the, you know, frappuccino grinding in the background or when they turn the music on too loud and I have to go yell at them. But we have a good time there. Uh, our local... Downtown Library also has a fantastic local authors' fair in November, and they they do this most years. And I think it's so amazing because it it so often you have so many writers in in a close proximity, and you have no clue because we're all introverts. You know, we're all sitting at home right. writing. We're not out. We're not out gallivanting around town saying, "Hey, I'm a writer." Oh, hey, I am too. No, we're sitting inside typing. So. This is such a fantastic <laughs> event because it brings everybody together, and and it it always amazes me. They have the the whole main lobby, which is we have a huge, gorgeous library. But the whole area. I think last year they they had so many tables booked with local authors and regional authors that they had to like wrap it around to another hallway, and they really had to expand. So it's just a fantastic event. And then I think next spring, uh, it's on my website, I'll have to go look, there's a conference, I want to say in April, down in Indy that I'm slated to speak at. So uh, there will be more on my website as that draws closer, but that is going to be on, the topic will be characterization. So I guess I oh, need wow. to figure out what that is before I go speak. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, before you go. I, I, you know, I'll just grab one of my books and start reading. And this is a character. No, no, no. We, we'll make it legit. But, uh, yeah, that's next spring in Indianapolis. So. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. Well, believe it or not, I even warned you about this. We have two minutes. So is there okay. anything you want to say to your fans and readers? Run with it. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, first of all, I love all of you. You are all amazing. Keep the keep the great reviews coming because they mean so much to me. I know I'm not really supposed to be reading or commenting on reviews, but 
it is amazing how how much a, a review means to an author. And so I try as a reader to do the same. So I love you all. Thank you so much for listening in. And Babs, thank you so much for having me on tonight. Oh, you're welcome. And like I said, when you come out, even if it's not part of this series of Her Unexpected Detour, I definitely would love to have you back on even with your with your other books because the Dragon oh, sounds really exciting. <laughs> thank you. I would love to come back. But uh, um, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, my goodness. This is what happens when one of your children try to squeeze in real quick before the show ends. Um, <laughs> and I, I apologize, everybody. I really do. Um, but I, I wanted to say that I, from what I've read, and, I, and I'll admit, I'm only on Chapter 3. From what I've read so far, you have done a wonderful job in this book, and I can't wait to finish it. So everybody who is listening or will be listening later on, please go get your copy of this book because it is wonderful. Thank you, Bev. Oh, you're welcome. Now, you go have a good evening. Thanks. You too. Take care. You too.